can move Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move the bases Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed coming at you with topics Used to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you're gonna fall now flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it What's good out there, people? It's your three favorite guys from your favorite podcast, the Three Man Weave Podcast. You got your boy Cannon. You already know it's your boy Hill. Hill going Hill regardless, baby. Let's get it. You already know what it is, man. AJ El Presidente. Let's get this thing started, man. Let's okay. get it. Okay. Well, Crack hold it. on, my brother. You know, they can catch us on all major podcast mm-hmm. platforms. Three Man Weave, Facebook Three Man Weave, Instagram Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. AJ's ready. Let's get it. Hey, and before we um before we get it real quick, oh, my um, fault. today is February the fourth. False start. And it is 6.27 p.m., and uh-huh. uh, this is episode 19. So yeah. go ahead, AJ. You ready? Set it off, man. Hey, um, so y'all, y'all y'all, think the Lakers about to pull a uh, Herschel Walker and mess around and just give up the whole farm? And next thing you know, the Pelicans about to be the, the, the next boys on the block because it's looking like they about to do everything they can to get AD. And I, I, don't, I don't mind if they get fleeced, but... I feel like the Pelicans, they might be doing the right thing here by like, look, hey, he wasn't going to sign with us anyway. Give us everything. But okay. I feel like New Orleans is the Cowboys, though. They're pulling off the robbery. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't feel that's that. That's what I'm talking about. Because, listen, I, I want AD. But when I seen what we offered today, I said, my God, who who's going to play on the court? Because they said hey, – Tell me if I'm wrong, AJ. They said Rondo. Mm-hmm. They said Beasley. I'm starting off with people who don't even start. They said Beasley, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Then they said Kuzma. They uh-huh. said uh-huh. Zoe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They said uh-huh. Ingram. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. missing a player. There was six players. Who am I missing? Zubak. Zubak. Come on, bro. Who else is gonna be left on the Lakers? Hill. So all we need is AD and Brian, baby. Give it up. Give it up. Realistically, though, who who's gonna be left on the Lakers? We'll find somebody. <laughs> we'll find somebody. Hey, get Bron and AD. Figure it out later. I'm. Oh, we, I we, want them. We've seen what we got. We've seen it. I've seen it, but I've also seen Bron with just one other person struggle. But AD ain't just one we, one other person. Well, I, I get that. no. Once we get AD, they somebody else come. coming too. Yeah, yeah you're right about yeah. that. Okay. We see. They think about. I'm okay. sorry, AJ, but let think about it. Bron is coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. He he rarely gets injured. Hey, Father Time is undefeated, so he's okay. going to take a step back. We're going to need to go for the gusto right now. We can't keep waiting. Yeah. So go ahead and give up everybody. Hey, Jack Nicholson, you can go too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Somebody waiting on that seat. Bro. Hey, yeah. hey, D- so, Denzel, you okay. can't sit there no more. Everybody, give them up. All right, so this is kind of my thing. Like, this trade ain't for this season. 
So it's not like they about to make this trade and feel like they title contenders this year. It's more so of a trade next year and the year after. The only way this trade works is if they can bring AD in and then they get another big free agent. Because if they don't get another big free agent, it don't really matter. Because as much as Braun is an Iron Man, I don't see Braun playing, you know, like too far down, too far down the line. Just because it's just like, I mean, bro, he's been in the league for some years. Like it's going, we're seeing it now. He's, he he got an injury. He's been out for a while. It's kind of his first major injury. That stuff going to start building up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, next thing you know, what? Five, maybe six years down the line, it's just AD and who? <laughs> but that's what I'm afraid of. But they could have we seen? We we've seen we had AD in his like top three player, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. with these Pelicans, like he's been playing at like a MVP type level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you match that with whatever Brian you get. Yeah. That's scary, bro. And I know, but I, what I'm saying though, like right now, yeah, you match that with whatever Brian you get. But right now, I mean, do we know what Brown we gonna get in the future? Because yeah. sometimes, sometimes you never know. It could it could be a gradual downswing, or it could just be, hey, the, bro, the I'm jumping off it, the cliff. The beauty of it is, you got me thinking, Hill. The beauty of it is, I think Brown has been preparing for his body to start letting him down, you know, and so you can see that in the steps that he's taken to evolve his game. Mm-hmm. Got that um, jump shot. He got that jump shot. And the fadeaways dirt. last year. Oh, my gosh, he was yeah. cooking last year. And even early in this season, he was cooking before he got hurt. So, it's like he's making that transition that all the greats ha- had to make at some point when they knew that their athleticism would no longer get them over the hump. Hey, that dirt turnaround that he got, that's yeah. vicious. If, yeah. he could knock, if he could knock that down consistently, hey, that's he, nasty. He got the left foot fade, too. But like you said, if we go ahead, if we pull this trade off and you get AD with the LeBron, that's attractive. It's scary and attractive. And, that's, and now we can be honest, the Warriors are about to break up. Like, are they? We know KD leaving. We know he leaving. Yeah. We yeah. know he leaving. We don't know where he going, but we know he ain't staying in Golden State. So if he potentially leaving, Clay can leave. Boogie can leave. leave. You, think, like, you think Clay will leave, Steph? Clay got the love, Steph, bro. Hey. If they, they don't offer him the max, you know who gonna offer him the max? If he if KD leave, they better offer this man the max. Hey, if he may be ready to go too, they yeah. may be they may be ready to go. Right. I'm I I don't know, but all I'm saying is what I do know: AD and Bron in LA with another like with some more cap room. That's scary. That's attractive. That's attractive yeah. right there. Absolutely. But you got to pull this off now though. So give up everybody. <laughs> like, I'm, what are we talking? Everybody. Like, so, let, let them go, huh? Beasley? We holding like, we, we on to Beasley? Huh? If, if Magic don't pull this off, do you think it's, you could already, like, deem his tenure a failure? No. no. Because this is not on Magic at this point. This is on Demps. He just opened the team. The team, bro. And if, if, you don't, if you don't take this trade, it's personal. And that's nothing that Magic could do about that. Because NBA-wise and business-wise <laughs> – you're getting everything that you could ever want if you want to trade away the centerpiece of your franchise. And looking at the Herschel Walker trade, like you said, AJ, is a prime example. You're getting six players and two first-round picks in the NBA. Like, 
if you can't rebuild with that, especially when you got a core, you ain't just getting random players. You're yeah. getting a core. You're getting Zoe, Kuzma, and Ingram. That is something that you can build. Hold on, wait. And cap relief. Hold on, wait. They cap relief. They getting starters, bench players, and future picks. It's the best like, package ever we, they we've about, ever they seen. About, they about to rebuild with one trade. <laughs> who's giving up? Who's giving that up? You seen this list? Bucks? You giving that up? Clip Clippers? Y'all giving that up? Knicks? Hey, only Celtics? person I know that only person I know that can give up more than that is a Kardashian. Like, oh that's man, nice. that's which one, one though? All of them. <laughs> it got to be Chloe. I'm gonna go with Chloe. Rob. She, she the biggest. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Trade Rob too. <laughs> Get Rob up out of here. Rob Palinka, Rob Kardashian, <laughs> all of them. Uh, hey, Not Rob. Don't, <laughs> Rob didn't deserve that, bro. Rob, Rob didn't. Sorry, Rob. Rob, hey, we hey. sorry. So, I, I know everybody wanted to probably hear us start off with the Super Bowl, but I just felt like, man, that won't it won't entertaining enough for us to start off it with It must that. not, because you sure won't even sold to watch it. Hey. I'm still so, YG and Snoop can get traded too. While we, <laughs> while we throwing, while we just adding people, bro, you can't if you trade if you trade YG and Snoop, LA ain't never gonna be the same ever. I tell you that you much. cannot trade Snoop. You saw how LA started acting when you loaned them to New Orleans. You, my fault, Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault, but yeah, do see. whatever you got to <laughs> is my point. Snoop, I'm sorry, Uncle Snoop. Don't don't send the goons on me. I'm sorry. Please, please don't. Super Bowl, though. Super Bowl. All right. So, Ken, I got a bone to pick with you. Yes. Oh, What's beef. up? So, you you, you was telling everybody, shut the hell up and let Travis <laughs> Scott perform. This man did 37 30, seconds. 37 seconds, bro. It took, 37, 37 seconds. man. Took him longer to get there. Bro, when when Adam Levine. To drop, it took him longer to drop from the sky in a cartoon fireball. Than his whole performance. He just watched Adam Levine do body rolls with his shirt off and the bro, whole time. Bro, when Adam Levine came back out and Travis Scott wasn't putting a mic to his mouth anymore, I said, what? I said, his part over? And, and I'm like, okay, maybe Adam going to do a little bit more and then Travis going to come back. And he never came back. <laughs> so you know what? Your bone is solidified to pick with me, AJ, because... I went out on a limb for this dude, man. <laughs> I went out on a limb for you, Travis. And, and, and you know what? I got a bone to pick with you personally, Travis, because I went out on a limb for you. You and Nike and Jordan Brand, you sold all of us that y'all was going to release either the Travis Scott ones or the Travis Scott sixes during the halftime show. You ain't do that. You ain't even give us two minutes, three minutes of a presentation. Bro, you should have just boycotted it. You could have boycotted it for that. You lied. <laughs> you lied, Travis. You said you was going to do the whole song. You lied. I even, I told people, I said, bro, he might bring he might bring Drake with him. I was like, Drake might come out. You ain't do nothing to sell it, bro. You ain't capitalize off the moment in my eyes. That was what I was trying to say for you was that that, that was a monumental moment. Somewhere where you could impart your music onto people and places that wouldn't normally hear your music. And 
they might have went to the bathroom and came back and you weren't even there no more. So it's like, you missed out, bro. You missed out. See if I and, stand up for you again. And then we got, like, hey, big boy, why was you even there? Like, I know you brought out Sleepy Brown, and we were trying to figure out where Sleepy Brown at. We thought he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> we thought Sleepy was gone. <laughs> but, like, hey, why why y'all even do this, bro? Like, what? He came out like Petey Pablo and Drumline, and then he just drove, he just drove, <laughs> drove the hell off. He just... <laughs> I like the way you move. All right, Atlanta. <laughs> what? Hold on, brother. Like we ain't gonna get no no more to you know speaker box and love below. You're not gonna bring out three thousand nothing. Nothing. Hey, but I I didn't know Maroon Five did that many songs that I knew. Most of those songs that you hear on the radio was Maroon. I was sold. I'm sorry. Hey, I, I was Maroon sold five, on them. Maroon Five is lit. That's I, they're a good they're a good band, I'm, man. I'm a Maroon Five fan. Yeah, Yo, Maroon Five is they here. Yeah. I used to I used to bump in my high school because you know playing baseball all, all I was around was you know the other folk so I heard it all the time on them bu- long bus rides. Adam was rocking yo, but that's my thing. He should have just did it solo, man. You right, AJ. He sh- Maroon Five should have did it solo because Big Boy. I know, unfortunately, you couldn't have turned it down. You needed <laughs> it because you need but, hold anybody on, wait, wait, wait. who can hit Big Boy up. Want to do some music? Please hit him up, man. But this is my thing, though. If, if if Big Boy not coming out with no music, what you do that for? Because ain't like he, he about working. To get he trying to he trying to get other artists and break other artists. That's what he do now. You feel me? So that's what I'm saying. Like hit him up, man. Because he did that for y'all, man. And somebody, come on now, don't make that for nothing, Atlanta. He brought Sleepy. He gave a Sleepy Brown, man. And that's gotta count for something. Hey, we lost Nate, dog. We can't lose Sleepy. Can't, bro. We thought he was gone. I'm we trying to tell you. Yeah. People out here told they text me and said, "Bro, I thought Sleepy was gone, bro." <laughs> I said, "You and me both. You and me both, brother." I seen the documentary. That was the last time I seen Sleepy. It was a good performance, though. I, I mean, I mean, just, they just short. Yeah, it was definitely short on their part. But I, for the, I mean, other than Beyonce's, this been the, the best. Halftime performance in a while. Like whoa, I was, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, are we gonna are we gonna act like Bruno Mars? Yeah, I like my fault, my fault, my fault. Okay, okay, my fault. I was about to say, my Bruno fault. Mars is one of the best performances ever. My fault. I forgot. I'm sorry, Bruno. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. okay. This then, is definitely top three. And then Rihanna do it one year too. I definitely don't remember Rihanna doing. I it. might be. I might yeah, be just. Yeah. I might be well. She may have done it. No. Um, but JT so. done I think, it. I think he ain't never like JT's. Man, I'm nah. he. So we we talk we talking about cancel like, culture. I, like, I don't rock. I don't rock with Justin Timberlake. I like his music, bro. I don't have nothing to do with the politics of it. I, I, Why y'all? Nah, bro. Why I like JT's like, music, cause, man. Because ever, ever since ever since that Janet Jackson nipple thing, yeah, that, that, that was, last and then it, bowl, yeah, he put he that was put, bad. All, he let he let her take all the blame. All the he flat. Ain't never speak up on it. Yeah, and he, was and he trying came to, he was back, trying to, and she got back. He was trying. To, Right, he was trying to do all that, you know, music for the black people and stuff like that. And they was like, oh, you know, he got a little soul and stuff like that. And then as soon as the heat came on him, he started doing, you know, man in the woods, dressing like a lumberjack. <laughs> like, bro, nah, you can't just you can't just try and be a part of the culture only when it's beneficial. Yeah. Ooh, I never noticed that. Yeah, I mean, that's what... That and, that's good... se- and that's the second time he did it, because let's be real. When he first came out and he was with... Uh, sync, he, he wasn't... Looking the part or singing the part, and so he he made that transition, and we went with him. 
We went with him. We accepted him into the culture. And then he, like you said, he threw us to the wolves as soon as it wasn't beneficial. So maybe you just uh, changed my opinion, AJ. He mastered you the game. You just changed that narrative. Culture vulture. Like that's what I'm saying. And and you know, and that's and that's my issue with a lot of with 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 our culture because we run everything. Everything right. comes through. Everything comes through us. Everybody that's you know that's popping right now is from our culture. Or are they stealing from our culture? Like I don't care what you say. Like, bro, even Battle Rap had a commercial on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like, and Battle Battle Rap is considered underground. Yeah. And they've had uh, they've had stuff on ESPN. You got, you know, like Kevin Hart doing spoofs of Battle Rap. Like, we have like all the top comedians. They come from our culture. They talk about our culture. All the music. Everybody wants to do a feature with us. Like, no matter what. Like, we we control we control music. We control we control everything that's popping. We got to stop being so friendly and letting people in. That's why I ain't gave out no cookout invites since 2015. Ain't nobody getting no more cookout invites. That's whoa, whoa. Man. Travis Kelsey can't come? It, no. I hit his, his his lady can come. I seen him Instagram. <laughs> uh, if you want a real brother, you know, you don't got to, you know, get the white skin. You get the right skin. Come holler at me. You Shoot your shot, <laughs> All I'm saying is, ain't no more cookout invites. I don't want. I don't want your potato salad with raisins in it. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, you can you can come to the pregame. We can we can drink a little bit, have some fun. But your cookout just like cookout passes, nah, bro. Like, cause I need to, I need to see you when the when the heat turn up, when mm-hmm. stuff actually start getting real. I mean, it's a where you gonna be you got at? A couple of them, man. I know a couple. Who? Yeah. Uh, Cody. Who? <laughs> Cody. Um, the world, the world, the world don't, don't know Cody. Cody. The world I'm don't just know saying Cody. that's I'm somebody so, I know. You feel hey, me? I'm, he I'm can so get the cook. Cody, yeah, he can get the cookout invite. That's why I say there's a few of them, man. AJ, did you hold on? AJ, did you just get finished watching the Killer Mike Breakfast Club interview? Feeling a little I mean, revolutionary. I mean, you, you Black know, History I mean, Month. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I go there. Yeah. Cause, cause speaking I, of I Black there. History Month, AJ, where is your blurb? <laughs> For what? your black history person, your little oh. paragraph or your caption. I told y'all it was gonna come when I got off. Pause. But <laughs> as soon as as soon as I stopped working, I had to prepare. Like you know, I had to turn my laptop <laughs> on. It take thirty minutes for this laptop to come on. Yeah. So I had to. It's gonna be there in the morning. Everybody gonna see. I got my black history person. It's okay. coming. All Don't right. worry about it. You know what I mean? Just look out for it. All right. They tried to put me on the spot. I got somebody. It's gonna be good. Okay. Just, did we just, did we actually talk about the Super Bowl? We about to right now. I'm not letting this slide. Okay, like okay. that's how. That's, that's was it really that bad? Was the Super Bowl really that bad, y'all? That we just glazed over it like that for about ten minutes. Was it really that bad to you, I'm Cannon? A, I'm gonna ask you that. I'm gonna first. tell you. Uh, uh, let me let me tell you one thing, man. I don't even like DC Young Fly, <laughs> but where I was at and where I was watching the Super Bowl. It was I was so bored that people were playing that Instagram out loud and somebody played that one. And he said that this Super Bowl was so boring that he'd rather be playing spades right now. And I couldn't have agreed more. Mm. Mm. It was three to zero at the time. And bro, it ended up being three to three at the end of the third quarter. Now whew, for my defensive purists out there who love defense, let me tell you one thing. Cannon love defense too. I love a good defense, but there, there was some decent defense in this game 
But what I'm trying to tell you, what we saw was atrocious offense, bro. Yes. Because on the coaches part of the Rams and execution part by the players, because one, Jared Goff refused. Tony Romo said it during the game. He mm-hmm. just refused to ever plant his foot and just stare down the gun barrel. And that's last time I checked, that's a that's a prerequisite for NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So Cam he 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 only did it once or twice during the Super Bowl. And, and if if Cannon had made it to the Super Bowl and I was quarterback, I'm staring down the gun barrel every play till they till we get the victory. Man Hill just before the before the was talking about what we do for a million dollars to win a mile. Willing to die for this. Willing out to here. die about it, man. So ain't no way if I get a Super Bowl opportunity that I'm I'm scrambling out of pocket, throwing it away during the Super Bowl. Like all that regular season stuff supposed to be out the window. I didn't see the urgency. I didn't see the urgency from the Rams uh people, whoever choose the personnel, whoever decides who who goes in on what play. I didn't see the urgency because they said pregame that they understood that they miss they misused uh, Todd Gurley in the championship game. Did they it. were gonna make sure that he got his touches this game. And uh, after the first series, I ain't seen no touches. But the sad thing is, he was getting three and four yards a pop. So it's like, even if he was injured, but he's getting three and four yards a pop. Why would you shy away from him? Man, listen, because I feel like he was. I feel like Todd Gurley was really like he was still really hurt. And then yeah. don't play. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the Super Bowl. So he's trying, like, I feel like sometimes, as like I said earlier in the, like earlier in our podcast on, I can't remember what episode, sometimes you got to save a player from himself when it comes to coaching. And you Young know Todd you know Gurley's injury history. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that same knee he tore the ACL in. It's the Super Bowl. So I think Todd Gurley's like, look, please, please, please put me in. But you like, Hey, it's more than just right now. They like they went for the gusto this year, and that's something that we appreciate about the Rams is they really went for it all, and they almost got there. Mm-hmm. But you only got running backs for a certain amount of time. Are you trying to at the at the very end of the season put your next season in jeopardy too with Todd Gurley? Because like, it hey, look, like he was getting positive. He, I understand you saying that the injury. I'm ready for this one. You so, got it. My fault. Y'all have a, y'all have a bit like we all play sports. You ever got hurt and you tried to go back in, but it's like you can give it your all one play, two plays, three plays, but you can't give it your all for the next thirty minutes. And sometimes that's what it is. It's like. As like you can you can get up and you can get that burst for like one play because it's like you know what I gotta do it. But if you out there for 30, 40 plays, you not yourself because it's just that wear and tear. I think that's what was really happening with Todd Gurley. It's like it's like he get out there and his adrenaline going and he get that one play and it's like he looked like Todd Gurley. But mm-hmm. if he was out there every single play, I just don't know if I just don't know if his body was like, hey, all right, I'm in, I'm getting in the flow of the game and now my adrenaline is wearing off and I can really feel this injury. And as a running back, especially the type of running back he is, like your knee, bro. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like it's hard. It's hard to say. But the, I didn't. I didn't. That's the thing about it. Oh, since we quoting other shows, would you say what? What in the previous show you said something about what coaches out coaching themselves? Yeah, they need to get out of the way. Oh no, save yeah. that. They need to save 
they play sometimes. We was talking about like the. Audience. I know that no, but yeah, yeah. in the gotta, preview gotta, he also said yeah, coaches need to get out of the way sometimes. Sometime. At this point, this is the Super Bowl. You got here because of Todd Gurley. I don't care about the the boy genius McVay. All that everything that they do is predicated off the running game and it's predicated off Todd Gurley. The the whatever percentage Todd Gurley was was still effective and could get it done. And they knew, and you can just watch the game and just see that Jared Goff was a deer in headlights. This moment was way too big for him. You needed to settle him down mm-hmm. by hey. using Gurley. And I don't—I mean, you didn't have to—you didn't have to run him forty times a game. Yeah. But check down, some screen passes, some half a Gurley is still better than what you was hold getting on, from C.J. Anderson. But hold on, to take to take a little bit of, of a piece out of what you said. This moment was way too big for Jared Goff, right? Mm-hmm. That's on Sean McVay because, yeah, this moment was way oh, too big. Even if, even though you don't have Todd Gurley, they still running these long developing plays that Jared Goff got to do read the whole field. Like, put somebody that's going to come out the backfield right over the ball that you could dump it down to. Take somebody from the slot right over the middle, like to to fake a linebacker that you could dump it off to. Like they never did any plays that got Jared Goff in a rhythm. And Boom. yes, they had like so. Yes, the Rams like their their offensive line got voted one of the best offensive lines and this season. Got they got that award. They got killed. And but uh, another reason when you see that your offensive line is getting killed, mm-hmm. do like they do with Brady, two step drop, get it out once st- like. Take one step, bang! It's like get the ball out, and I feel like that's what Sean McVay never adjusted to. He's still trying to like be the boy genius and like, oh, I'm just gonna scheme all these plays and get these receivers open. No, because you're going against the greatest coach ever. Yeah, you you a good coach now, but you're going against the greatest coach ever. So do something that's not in your tendencies. Get the ball out. Let's quick. get it. Let's get it. Let's I, get it. Cause I, I, let's I, go. I gotta. It's, Let's go now. Stay here. Listen. Don't go nowhere. Stay on this McVay. But listen, I'm, I, I'm I got. Ready. I just no. Gotta, I'm talking to Candy. I'm. I'm sorry. No, you can't I see gotta, me. I just gotta touch one point. First of all, about McVay, I don't think he's trying to be the boy genius. I just think he's being himself. The media, they they did all of that. I don't agree. He he, he never said that I'm the boy genius. And he just came and just tried to coach football. That's I don't agree. That, that's ahead. my take. But but let agree. me go back to something that. I witness on NFL films Mike Shanahan do in the Super Bowl when TD was hurt and he was having a migraine. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can't even see. Facts. So he, you know he shouldn't have been on the field. And Shanahan said, come on, come on. He said, come here. Everything we do is predicated off of you. If somebody else is in there, they will not believe it. He said, I don't want you to run the ball. I don't even want you to block. But you got to at least take the fake handoff. You got to. Mm-hmm. And so this is my thing with what y'all was saying about Gurley. If he wasn't, like you said, AJ, if he just couldn't do it, one, I, I agree with Hill. If you say whatever his percentage was out there, it looked good enough it to me. It looked good enough for me. But if it wasn't and you was just trying to protect him from himself, then just put him out there and let's run some play action off of it. Real quick. Two two routes. That, that, that one play action that... All everybody always gives to the rookie where you got the tight end running the slant and you got your X receiver running the quick post. That one is two options in the middle, either one underneath or one over the top. That's the easiest play action to give you. 
stick it to Gurley real quick, should suck the linebackers up, and at least give you a time to see if one of them routes is open. They never tried it. Mm-hmm. They were doing those long developing plays, like you said, AJ, and that is on Sean McVay. But like I said, I don't I don't personally think he was trying to be the boy genius. Nah. Dan Headlights himself. His first Super Bowl, he's thirty three years old. And that's and that and that's and that alone right there, my fault, AJ. That alone right there lets me know ego took over right then and there on that one. Just let's take it back. Boom. Remember when the Seahawks should have gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch? Yep. That was ego right then and there for Pete Carroll. They were like, nah, we don't want Marshawn Lynch to get Super Bowl MVP. Let's go ahead from that's ego. Let's bring it back to the Atlanta Falcons. All they had to do was run the ball. But Kyle Shanahan had that head coaching job waiting on. He was like, yeah, yeah, let me show y'all I'm the man. This right here, nobody, let's think about it. Nobody gave Jared, Jared Goff any credit. They like, oh, McVay is in your ear. He's right. innovative. It's McVay. Right. It's McVay. It's McVay. You still called them same, ex- not even the same exact plays, but you still called, you didn't change nothing. <laughs> you didn't change nothing. You didn't even hold on. You didn't even run CJ Anderson a lot. You did. And everything is predicated exactly. off the running game. Exactly. This game exactly. was about McVay. Exactly. And I want to be but better what? than Belichick. Oh, no, and if we oh, do this, I want to be better. Go ahead, AJ. But I'm telling you, real, it was ego involved with that. Real quick, AJ, both of y'all, what have. Because y'all know I knew McVay before any of these people knew McVay because Best. he was my tight ends coach first. And then he was my offensive coordinator for two years. Okay. One thing I told everybody about McVay is he does not like to run the ball. It but, just so happened that when he became a head coach, he had Todd Gurley. So he uh, did step outside the box. But mm-hmm. like you said, I think you might have brought me back. Yeah. At first I was okay. saying I don't think Thank he was you. trying to be genius. You might have just sold me. I think he wanted to let people know that I can do it without Todd Gurley maybe because it don't yep. make anything else doesn't make sense for why you're not giving this man a ball. You already paid him. Fake, at least keeping him out there and faking it to him like Shanahan did. You already paid, right. girl. Put the icing on it, AJ. Put the icing on it. So, so to, to, I'm not even going to make my first point first, but so to take you back to when Sean McVay was your offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. to take it back a little bit further, when John Gruden got your head coaching position, what did I say he wasn't going to do? Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. I said he was not going to run the ball. Yes, you did. Even, even though even though Sean McVay was y'all OC, yeah. John Gruden, it was already in the pudding. I'm like, yo, yeah. he don't he don't run the ball. Jay Gruden does not run the ball. I keep calling him John because that <laughs> that's the only one with a Super Bowl. But, so Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden don't run the ball. Even though Sean McVay was y'all offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden was still that offensive, like he was the offensive head coach. So it was kind of like, he's. I, I'm pretty sure he had some input. And yeah. that's just... That's just the type of offense he runs. He puts it on the quarterback. He yeah. don't run the ball. He came from the arena league. Yeah. That's just what he do. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like, you inherit mm-hmm. Ty Gurley, so, okay, cool. But when the pressure happens and, like, so what they always say is you can, like, they did this with Tebow. He went to all those quarterback coaches and stuff like that, but when it's game time, the lights is on and the pressure is on you, you always going to revert back to who you always been. And I feel like that's what happened to Sean McVay. He reverted back to who he was. Because, look, I'm looking at the stats right now. So, Ty Gurley had 10 carries. He mm-hmm. averaged 3.5 yards per carry. C.J. Anderson had seven carries. He had he averaged 3.1 yards per carry. But C.J. Anderson had two catches for six yards. Ty Gurley had one for negative one. So and you, you only if, attempted if, two passes to Gurley. Like, you see what I'm saying? So, so my thing is, if you, if you're gonna have C.J. Anderson in there, at least use him in both facets. Like Whoa. he's got, well, well he, Go he has at least try. He, it's the Super Bowl. What you, you got to lose? 
you got to try. He he got two catches for 12 yards. If you're going to put him so, in there and not play so, Gurley, so, do everything that Gurley does since since she, since you she went. Because, look, cause look, this is my thing. <laughs> as, as, much as, as much as Jared Goff's numbers look really bad. Mm-hmm. Awful. They looked awful. But if you look at Brandon Cooks, 8 for 120 yards. Robert Woods, 5 for 70. Josh Reynolds, 3 for 28. His like Jared Goff looked bad, but it looks bad because he's trying to get chunk plays. Yeah. If you really, if you yeah. really just like, you know what? Give Jared Goff these options, man. Give him that check down. Give him that somebody to run over the middle. Like, why does Gerald Everett, your tight end, not have a single catch? Exactly. There you go. Like, Keep going. Like Gerald Everett does not have a single catch. He's your tight end. Every young quarterback needs a security blanket. Put him three yards off the sticks and have him turn around and put his hands out and you just dump it in why? his chest. <laughs> Come on, man! Like you, you said, got, like, why earlier, like, AJ? Like you, you gotta do this, man. They were you not. None of the play calls were simple reads for Jerry Goff. But they were simple reads. They would have been the same. They've been the same reads at all. He's telling them where to go with it. And the fact, and that's why I'm blaming him. But you supposed to be this boy genius. And this, all, all of respect to, to the Patriots, Belichick, Brian Flores. The game plan was great. You know what? Hey. But it's the same game. We didn't seen this game plan before. That's they why we do- ain't want to see it. But no, we, but we no, seen this every yeah. time that they have a corner, they they take out your number one receiver, yeah. and they they double up your next option. Yeah. They make you go to your third and fourth option. Just like AJ said, why did your tight end have no, one or no catches? Your tight end hit. Your tight end did nothing. Nothing. You have two capable tight ends. They're not trash. They got nothing. And if you want to get the ball out quick, you worried about all this pressure. He's the perfect guy. Where was your screen pass? And that's where did I say Sean McVay started at? What Rick, coach? Rick, tight ends coach. So you mean to tell me you ain't scheme up not one play for this man? You abandoned so, everything that you knew. So, so like Hill said, trying bro, to live I'm, up to boy genius. Go ahead. I've, ne- I've never been a professional coach in my life. Mm-mm. The closest I've ever been to a professional coach is playing Madden. We nice and, man. And, <laughs> And you know what I noticed when, especially these last couple of years, when the Bengals' offensive line ain't nothing. And I can't do a a, a, a good five, you know, step drop back Dang. to get my receivers the ball. I'm going to run screens. Yeah. I'm going to tap your, your D-lineman, let everybody get through it. I'm going to just dump it over their head. Yeah. And then I got my offensive line in front, like, C.J. Anderson's not tied Gurley, but I, I, if you give him a screen with three offensive linemen in front of him, he can do something. And slants, we've seen bro. it. Did AJ. you see any slants? AJ, what's, the, what's the best play to, to beat the blitz? Screens. Okay, keep going. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we... like, like, bro, I'm like, like, if I can call this stuff out from my couch, I know y'all got to see it. Bro. But you're supposed like, to be I a genius. And sometimes, but I ain't but... see no slants. Not one quick out. Like everything, like you said, was the chunk plays. Who said it was chunk plays? You. I did. It, it was but just they, chunk plays. Like, there was no possession plays, no quick slant for three or four yards that maybe Brandon Cooks could take it 15 to 20. You didn't give him any opportunity to do any of that. Even even, hey, even bro. still with them even still with them doing chunk plays, the other the secondary options were open. Couldn't, couldn't get to him, though. Oh, he could get to him, but I'm t- he's, he's been conditioned – all since McVay been there is to listen what McVay been telling him to do. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't master this. You listen to McVay. McVay has been telling him everything to do in his ear right before the play, and that's where you go. You can tell he was like, "Oh, my first read ain't there. I'm flustered." 
a look, good quarterback can go through their read. He got to progress. He got to get better. He got to get better. Let me jump. Let me let me jump in there, Hill. So if Julian Edelman can have ten catches for 141 yards. Why are they not doing those same plays with Brandon Cooks, who's faster, always, more athletic, and he's more he he's more Patriots. he's more dangerous in the like I in just, the open field? I never understood, but let's. This is one thing that I will tell you about Edelman and the separation that he gets. It ain't about him being the fastest. It ain't about him being the quickest, bro. He understands. You know how like in boxing. AJ, they teach you, like, if they take one step in, you take one step out. Like, it, everything's supposed to be perfect. He done mastered that, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever the corner is doing, he's like a magnet. He's doing the opposite. And he's repelling himself at all times away. So it's like, and every route that he run is the option route. That's all they give him. And he's just mastered that. So him and, and plus he has Brady. So but what all that is fine, but in his comparison to – when he was asking for Brandon Cooks to do that, Cooks Brandon Cooks is, is a great. No, he's a great route runner. He's just not a a nine route go. Yeah. Like he can run the route tree. So exactly. make some adjustments, dog. Like, come on, bro. Like we, like I said, we have seen this Belichick game plan done time and time again. I'm not saying I can go out there and I can I can beat Belichick, but what I'm saying is. We've seen this before. You get paid to break down film and tendencies. You have and all everything. the tools that you need to beat Belichick. You, got it. you had everything to put up more than three points. You didn't use your most deadly weapon, so you didn't deserve to beat Belichick because Belichick came there, schemed, ready to stop Todd Gurley, and you out-schemed yourself by not even utilizing him. You should have made him waste all his defensive resources stopping Todd Gurley. And then, guess what? Jared Goff would have been able to get them chunks. Exactly. Plays. You never settled your quarterback down. You see, his eyes were so bright, he was scared. And the same thing on, in contrast. Brady was looking flustered all night, too. He, he exactly. But he was throwing ducks and everything. Throwing ducks and interception in the first quarter. They was getting, they was punting. They was, they was looking ineffective as well. But he was never worried. Because <laughs> when it came game time, when they found in the fourth quarter, when they found something that worked, they ran it three straight times. And what Romo say? What did Brady do? And he picked apart every. He set him up. He stepped up in that pocket. He slid. Boom. And he he it was, got it all. It was like they were just throwing up the boxing. He threw the left jab. Boom. Hit him with that right stop hook. Stop it. Three times in a row, like you said. Like. <laughs> When Thurman got got hit and he couldn't stop it, just bing, just hit him three times, bing. But then you make it like they made adjustments. They seen what was, cause like you said, Wade Phillips has known to have Tom Brady number, but at the end of the day, Wade called a good game. man. Wade called a great game. The defense Bro, they, was here. For, he, the defense he was held here. The, he, he held the Patriots to the 13, thirteen points, that, one touchdown. The Rams supposed to win that game. Offense didn't do when enough. When you average 30. Yeah. When you average 30. Offense didn't do enough, man. Wade, Wade did his job. Yep. Hey, so so I know I've been taking over the topics this this episode. No, no. But... Keep going. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so during during last night broadcast, it's something that I also heard in the AFC Championship game where they've been calling for, like they've been saying, oh, Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. They got to cut that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. How Julian Edelman, bro, he's not a Hall of Famer. Has he led like, the league in receiving? 
Go ahead. Keep going. Keep Has he led the league in receptions? Oh, keep going. Oh, Has he led oh, the league in touchdowns? Keep going. And I'm talking about single seasons. Has he ever done this? <laughs> no. No. Oh, like, they only doing this because when they see Julian Edelman in, in these playoff games, he comes up big. And you know what? That's cool. But, no. Like, bro, just because you have, you know, in, in, in a couple moments, you have great highlights. Bro, the Hall of Fame is, like, Hall of Fame is for the upper echelon. Yeah. The elite. You, you know what? You got Super Bowl MVP, bro, and I am happy for you. And you one, are not a Hall of Famer. Hold on, hold on. Before we talk HOF, is this the right person that I'm talking about? Didn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't he suspended before? Yeah. First four games yeah. this year. Oh yeah. yeah. Ain't nobody. So this ain't baseball. <laughs> nobody in the NFL who used PED should be in the HOF. I'm gonna say that straight up. This is a man's game. Everybody put their own work in. If you got a result to PEDs to be stronger than the next man in the NFL, it's it's not baseball where it's hand-eye coordination and you're just trying to get back and, and everybody's using it. If you're doing it in the NFL, you should never get the Hall of Fame, ever. Man, listen, go ahead and put him in the ring of honor. You know Thank what I'm saying? You, Give him a you know, presentation. I'm not even giving you that if I'm the owner. Do whatever you got to do, but you ain't getting no gold jacket. You got your Super Bowl MVP. Thank you. Yeah, you welcome. You're not getting no gold jacket. I'm not trying to hear that, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, you cheated. Come on, man. He's good. I'm not about to sit here and and yeah, no, and, no, 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 and disrespect no. him and like, yo, Edelman ain't all that. He's a oh, product no. of Brady. Nah, Edelman he, is good. His separation game is top. It's nice. But that's one aspect of being a wide receiver, and I can't give you – Hall of Fame for that because Jerry Rice had separation. He had the crispest of route running. The what? He had the crispest. <laughs> he had the hands of, they were like pillows, man. A football touches hands, just poof, just poof. Like, you, if you remember a Jerry Rice drop, let, let me know. Let me know. I've seen a lot of Edelman drops. Yeah. He But he did make one tough snag in that Super Bowl. I'll he's give him tough. That. Yeah, he's tough. He's but tough. you ain't HOF. Nah. Hall so of Fame like, different. Cause like, cause I, I was like, cause this is something that like after I heard that, I kind of started like going back to receivers that if he retired today or in the next couple of years, I still he would he, he would be going. He would be trying to get the vote against. Ain't no way he's all a famer. Cause if he retired this year and somehow was on the ballot with Andre Johnson, do you think he getting in over Andre Johnson? Absolutely not. No. No. Keep going. I know you got your list. He get Calvin so, the next year. If he wants to do the next year, he got yeah. Calvin. Come on. No. <laughs> if, no. If, AJ, if AJ Green retired the same year as No. As, no, and AJ no. Green don't have a ring. Don't need not one, even, not, bro. Not because... a single ring. But you're not better than AJ Green. You should not get in the Hall of Fame if you're not better than AJ Green. Go I, a little I 100% bit. 100% agree. Yeah, I about is, say, yeah. Ain't no debate if, over here. Julio Jones? Come on now. All right. Yeah. Bro, there's so many others, bro, that Antoni- we're Antonio that, Bryant? that we can't think of. He wasn't even of better than Jordy Nelson in Jordy Nelson's prime, if we're going to oh, be honest. So, and Jordy here, here, got a ring. You got to measure him up against his own. And Ed McCaffrey got two of them things, and Let he did everything, bro. He went across the middle <laughs> when people was blowing it up, and he ain't just do the little wheel route separation route. He real was routes. all of it, the whole tree. You got to do the whole tree to go to the Hall of Fame for wide receiver. Let's just cut it out, man. So here, here's here's one that a specialty wide receivers going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> here's one that that I want to like. That's gonna make y'all think. 
would you put in in the Hall of Fame first Julian Edelman or Brandon Marshall? Mm. Mm. Why would you say why would you say something like that, AJ? Cause this is this is this is kind of how I want to prove my point. Like if you like if, if you got had of- to oh honestly, I wouldn't pick neither for the hall. But if I had to pick one of them for the hall, it would have to be Brandon Marshall just because he can do more as a wide receiver for me than just get if, get separation on that on that on that wheel route. If Brandon Marshall had Tom Brady as his quarterback, he would have had a whole Thank different you. career, man. Bro, Thank what? You. He'd have been first ballot right now if that was the kid, bro. What? That's why I said Jerry. That's why I mentioned Jerry because Jerry had Rich. Is Rich? You remember Rich Gannon? Does anybody remember? Yeah, that? I remember. Is Yo, he a I Hall of Famer? Hell no. Exactly, but Jerry had him looking like one for two to three years. Yeah, Rich. Rich was nice in Oakland. The Thank last you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what a HOF does. If you leave Brady Edelman and you make somebody else look straight up legit, then I'll be sold. But you. until then. I ain't sold at all. And whoever's like, saying it, shame on them, man. I think it was who who was saying it? I think it was either Chris Collinsworth, he said it a couple times. Nate like, Burleson. Yeah, Nate a, a few of them. Boomer Sison. They was yeah, they had the pom poms out. For, yeah, people who love the Patriots. And I so, Nate I, I like I try to concede Nate to normally keep it real. I, I I try to concede to the pundits that actually play. They know the game, but come on, Nate. Burleson, you bugging. And come you on, play it wide out, Nate. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. So just, just just for fun, I pulled it up. I pulled up the career average, like the career stats. Brandon Marshall came in the league in 2006. Julian Edelman came in the league in 2009. So he had a little three-year head start. Mm-hmm. But Julian Edelman had four. He has 499, 499 career receiving yards. Brandon Marshall, 970. Oh, catches, catches, catches. Yeah, you talking about, oh, yeah, catches, I'm about catches, to say. Yeah. I'm about to I'm say, ain't no way. They doing that in the catches. season, bro. Catches, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so, Brandon Marshall has almost had 1,000 catches. Yeah, almost doubled Julian, the production Ju- in three exactly. years. Julian Edelman has 5,390 receiving yards in his career. Brandon Marshall has 12,351. He passed double in three years. You see what I'm saying? You don't even get close. You're a specialty wideout, bro. Yeah, but they're going to be like, you know, Brandon Marshall ain't never played in the playoffs. And, I don't and, care, bro. Uh, the Hall of Fame it, ain't about that. Yeah. If if Kyle Orton and Jay Cutler, like if Kyle Orton Steve and Jay Rogers, Cutler. I don't got no Super look, Bowls. Bro, Kyle Orton and Jay Cutler are in the argument for Brandon Marshall's best QBs during his career. It's nasty word. Nasty. And, and hold on, here, here's the kicker. So if those are his two best quarterbacks in his career, he been swagging. Julian Edelman has 30 career touchdowns. Brandon Marshall has 83. Come on, pass double and what only a, a three years extra. Get this don't Edelman have, out of here. Yeah, like why are we still talking? Have, about like it? why why are we ever talking about Julian Edelman as a Hall of Famer? You know we why? Ca- you we, know we why? Ca- we can give him a nickname like Big Shot Bob or something like that. Yeah, bro, something like that. You know bro, why we're talking about? Because Max Edelman is in control of the topics this week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's why we talk about Julian Edelman. Respect, respect. But no, nah, that, that, that kind of got me tight because I kept hearing that. I'm like, Nah, I'm with you. That got me he's, tight too. He, he's not a Hall of Famer, son. Like, if, if we if if it's a playoff Hall of Fame, you know what? Go he ahead. Up there. He, he up there. Him in there. But you know what a lot of people do in this day and time? People, we we such 
we're such prisoners, prisoners of, of the, the moment. moment. In this, in this, it's this so, microwave society. Yeah, Facts. man. You you see it, and everybody tweets it right in front of you, and everybody reposts it right in front of you, and you think that that's what the goat means. No, Tom Brady is a true definition of the goat. If you want to know. Stop calling all these other people goats. There's only one offensive goat in football, and it's Tommy B. The man got six Super Bowl rings. He got nine Super Bowl visits. That's more than the Redskins ever been. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys Redskins too. are a story franchise. Been to enough. Cowboys you feel too. me? More than the Cowboys. More than the Steelers. Who The Cowboys and the Steelers got more rings than anybody. And Tommy B got more visits than y'all got rings. And he got the same amount of rings as the Steelers. Still, yep. I seen I seen a crazy stat that says That's ridiculous. That's goat. I seen goat. a crazy stat. I'm 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 going off the top of my head because I like I saved it on my phone. And of course I'm recording my video on my phone. But it says Tom Brady has been to 17% of all Super Bowls. Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. Of all time. He's been to 17% of all Super Bowls all time, and he's won eleven percent of them. And he only and, and he only so, been and, in the NFL since two thousand and what? Two thousand one. And so I, they said in baseball that would have been like a total of like thirteen rings or something like that. Seventeen percent, bro. And the Super Bowl started in the sixties, and this man got drafted in two thousand one. And Robert Kraft said it last night at his best. He was like the league is 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 not based on back to back champions. Like Mm-mm. it's it's for parity. Yeah. He like. They changing this. You say once you win, you get the, the number one strength of schedule. You know what I'm saying? Your draft picks lessen. You, you know what I'm saying? You built for everybody to be eight and eight. It's built for parity. And the Patriots are dominating. But what I will say, though, is like I've been saying for years, and I've always caught flack for this because people over-exaggerate my words because they don't really understand what I'm saying. Yes, right now, when it comes to big games and playing, like, the best, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Yeah, he is. Hold on, but wait, because this is where I feel like I'm going to get pushback. I feel like Tom Brady is overrated because I feel like he gets more credit because he's the quarterback. But to me, I feel like Bill Belichick is the greatest coach to ever coach a sport. I agree with you. you And so I feel like like Bill Belichick – He's the mastermind to all of this. Yes, he, like Tom Brady, he is like Tom Brady is Bill Belichick's like his golden his golden child. He's that golden egg that he found and he does everything he needs perfect. But Bill, Belichick is the mastermind because you know what? Belichick has been able to be the GM and put together a roster of fifth round, fourth round, seventh round picks to keep everything underneath the, the salary cap in the salary cap age and even get his quarterback to take deals and really put together, you know, an open box special of an entire team. Like, bro, when have you ever seen a team never this of, is... of, of the two leading receivers are white? This is the dynasty <laughs> of a lifetime. And as I told Hill, to your point, I agree. Yes, Belichick is the mastermind. But the reason why Tom is the GOAT is because the last time we seen someone be able to ball from the moment you come into the league or the moment you get your chance, which Tom did, until 17 years later, he's still balling at the top. The last person to do that was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that's a whole different sport. He, When he went out, 
he was still killing people and hitting buzzer beaters with that sky hook. And Tom Brady is still doing everything that he did when he was a budding superstar. And Belichick has benefited from having the same starting quarterback for 17 years. That's unheard of. And he he's talking about he's going to play three more years, AJ. I'm last this last game really proved that they go hand in hand. They go hand in you hand. You can't have one without the other. I'm, I'm, I don't care. This is 50-50. Yeah, you got Brady. Yeah, you got Belichick. He's the mastermind and all that. They go hand in hand. Like I said, he's he held that defense to three points. But Brady still had to go score that touchdown to put it in the bag. Against and the you, toughest defense out there. You can't have – I'm telling you. We, we we grew up in the hood. We ate a couple of jelly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It ain't the same as peanut butter and jelly. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they go together. Mm-hmm. They go together. You cannot have one without the other. I do not care how you try to slice it, how you try to dice it. You cannot have one without the other. I like it that. It is yeah. what it is. It I is mean, what it is. I like I that. Respect, I respect that. I respect you that. Can, you can't because you can't because you personally. can't think about it. You can't get everybody else to fall in line unless you get the top dog to fall in line. That but takes, that's what I'm saying. It, like to to be able to do that, that means you one hell of a damn leader, bro. To get your like to get the person that everyone is turning to but as a to get him to fall in line. You I'm like get yo. The players. You, Use a dog. If you could do that, use that man. And that's why I, that's why I'm like, yo, Belichick, he the greatest, bro. But he it like take you to I'm the dog the the buy in. Yeah. I'm the I gotta buy into this. I gotta sell this to the rest of everybody. Mm-hmm. But, you, but, see, but see, that's what I'm saying. If if I'm a lion, I'm about to get this pit bull in line. But you know what? To everyone else, hey, that's a pit bull. The only person that the pit bull looking up to is the lion. And I feel like Belichick is the lion. But that's what Hill's saying. Y'all no, saying, no, no. I, y'all we saying say the same that's thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, we, like, basically, we saying the same thing. But to me personally, I just feel like Belichick and is the And that's okay. Same. And what I'm telling you is it's okay for you to give Belichick a little bit more because he is, it's his scheme and his ideas. I don't I know nothing that. about National Ge- Geographic. <laughs> All I know is... The Lion King about to reboot. Yeah, I'm and it's so gonna be lit. Lit. You know what I'm saying? We need passes. Three man weave need passes. Disney We're going live. ESPN. Somebody. I'm just trying to hear, trying to hear Beyonce sexy ass say, "Pinch it again." <laughs> that line might not be. You think they gonna have the exact same script? They better. Don't change they nothing. Better. You it's think they gonna do that? King, Same exact I think it might be some different. It might be some surprises, man. I don't want no surprises. I don't want not a damn. Like, look, hey, Beyonce. I'm trying to tell all, you, it might be some surprises. What, re, what remake you know has been the exact same? Name one. It ain't never been no movie like The Lion King. They ain't. They ain't. I will give yeah. you that. But yeah. every remake that we have ever seen has diverted somewhere from the original story. Don't go left, Lion King. <laughs> I tell you what. Same script. Can, just they change try, the cameras. They trying try to get again. super fancy. That's my they line try, too, AJ. They trying try to get super fancy and give me this live action. I swear, I swear for God, if they got Mufasa laying down there, hella bloody after these wildebeest trample him, it look. I'm gonna fight a kid, bro. Is I'm, James Earl Jones Mufasa? I'm yeah, because if he ain't, then ain't no point in doing it. Feel what I'm saying? Oh. They still got James. <laughs> better be. They there. still got James. We <laughs> lit. We <laughs> lit. He's still holding on. He been doing this. He been, this is what he been holding on for. Dude. You know what I'm saying? He been like, look, 
of Mufasa. I'm not going to die. Mufasa, Mufasa. He like, I'm not about to die. We about to do Lion King again? I can die later. <laughs> we can hey, together. God, hold up. Hold up, God. I ain't ready to come home. Hold on, bro. The street lights ain't on yet. You put me here for this, and I'm about to do it again. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell, hell no. But listen. Yeah. You can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave. Uh-huh. Facebook, Three Man Weave. Instagram, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. I'm here. That's Cannon. That's AJ. Three Man Weave. We out. Free 21 Savage. Free him. Keep him locked up. Damn. Wow. Damn. It be, it be your own, it be your own people. people. I well, just, bro. He That's British, though. Yeah. Bro.